4: AT&T connects an ode to podcasts.
5: Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten
0: more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive to work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that
4: glow. Thank you to the geniuses of Spoken Audio.
1: So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
4: That's how we own it! What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's
7: your boy, my son, the General.
4: And we are your host of Street Politicians, the place where the streets,
7: streets and politics, politics meet.
4: Can we use, like, other people's music, like, back together?
7: Again? Probably not. They're probably gonna try to sue us and, you know... Nah, you, right. I
4: think you gotta say...
7: I don't, say, it, I don't right own the right to, to this music. To
4: this music. Right that's the jam. Okay. I like that. I like it that might song. Work. We'll <laughs> see. Oh yeah. Okay. You, you, and I back together again. Yeah, that's the jam. Well. They don't know. Yeah, anyway, what, <laughs> what is this that we you have you on today? It's nice. Oh it's orange. man! Shout out to life journey. My God, is it guy. black people's stuff? Black people. Oh, okay. You
7: know, shoes. They got the shoes to match. Let me take one of the shoes Oh my God, are nah, you listen, serious? Listen, listen. We gonna advertise. We gotta advertise. Look, this is. An and outfit.
4: it's okay. Don't put the this bottom on the table. Well, we can clean it all. No, just just, just hold it. On, let me, and then it. I'm yes, gonna ma. give you some yes, hand sanitizer. Janice hands. needs to give you the thing where she tried to kill me today. She made me wipe my hands with the um the hospital. The hospital, joint. but yeah, it's the hospital. Well, my mom was in the That's hospital the cleanest stuff. And we borrowed the wipes from the hospital. Borrowed, we, bo- we did because they told us to. to it was pandemic. Borrowed. So they told us it was two thousand
7: twenty. Borrow means steal for me. We people. did
4: not black steal people, it when
7: they said we borrowed, and they said in that manner. No, it means we actually no. It.
4: What happened it, was because it, it was the borrowed, pandemic. Borrowed. We they told us to take those wipes and to really clean the house down. It was the beginning of the pandemic, and you couldn't get and you couldn't get wipes. Well, I just I I don't want to I don't want to say I took or stole because I didn't. So
7: they gave it to us. So when do you plan on giving them back? Well, okay, so borrow is the
4: wrong word, but they gave us wipes because you you couldn't get wipes and stuff. You borrowed them exactly, and so they said on these particular wipes, they said do not. Use with your hands. And I'm sitting over here. I let this lady give me a wipe. I didn't look at where it came from or what the container looked like, right? Because it's purple and white and it's for industrial stuff. You know that our studio is what? Two floors up from a major plastic surgery office with a medical so office. Of medical right? stuff. So there's medical stuff in that this building. The so world. they wipe. They want to stay COVID free. And so they doing the extra, extra. Not the regular Lysol. So I go and I use it and all of a sudden I start going, <laughs> I'm like dying. And she looks at me and goes, oh the yeah, drama. maybe you're not supposed to be using <laughs> the drama. that. The drama. I want, no, I was, okay. You. Why don't we put you one over Because I was
7: standing right here when you did it though. No, After you, you wasn't. No,
4: I touched it. It oh. probably went through my finger. Oh, so that's you caught yeah, absolutely. through your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And speaking of nasty Nat, like super duper nasty. We know you're you gonna tell. No, I, no I'm serious. I don't. I don't feel this is my personal conviction. Yes. I personally do not feel that any group of people should be in a society where you cannot walk up and down the streets or be at a restaurant or or be or, or just just have freedom of eating or living in your apartment without rats. Physical rats running around rampant. That is not okay with me. Not, and I and I'm, I'm not trying to be like bougie to I'm, I'm nobody. Nobody I don't care. I don't care if you are houseless. You should not have an influx of rats running around you. Uh, our friend Emil texted me last night and said that he was walking in the middle of the street at, in Harlem to get home because there was like four or five rats all around, like on the sidewalks. This is not... It's like it's like imprisonment. It's not cool.
7: No, it is. The, the rat thing is out of control. I seen something on Instagram when they had some shit that looked like a beaver and they said it was a rat. It was, it was a, a rat. Something. It looked like a beaver. It's no way. This rat... They was, eat well. The rat was like raccoon size. No, it wasn't. It you, was. yeah, you
4: talking about me being dramatic about the white. Bruh, that rat it did not look like uh it looked different, but it was still the size of these big
7: ass New York no, City. Hell rats. No. This rat was about this big. No, I've never no, yes it no. was. They had the trap. They had man, you bugging. You didn't see it?
4: It wasn't that big. Are you kidding? But me? it's a big rat, but it it's still big. wasn't that big. I'm right. just saying. Just show it. Different. You show it.
7: Listen, we need y'all to show it to
4: the uh, Why would they want to see that? Because you're trying to and tell you me. You keep sending it. Stop sending me that no, stuff. No, because
7: this is what you into.
4: No, I'm not. You're I'm into not the into rats. seeing it. I'm into trying to stop it. I'm literally. I am to contact the, the mayor of New York City and tell him that I want to be on the task force. I for said rats. this before, but I need to do it for real. I want to be on the task force for to rats. deal with rats. It is not fair. And just now, somebody else sent me a video. Where the rat is running through the fried chicken spot now in in the in the food eating in the, the Bronx, chicken. Lord. Now, here's the problem with that, right? Here's the issue. And the issue I've been saying this Bronx. for a while. First of all, you know, when I go out somewhere, I ain't going to lie, it's, if I'm coming back from a long drive or if I go out and I'm clubbing or whatever, I go by the chicken joint and get me a piece of chicken. I mean, that's just a normal thing. Sometimes you in the middle of your day, you hustling, and you need something to eat, and you just don't have an opportunity to go. You know, I don't eat fried chicken like that anymore. But- the fried chicken joint is a part of the culture of, like, yeah, you in New York, you live in the hood, you understand. That's what yeah. it is. And you're telling me, I'm, I've never, ever, and I'm not saying it wasn't there before, but the point is now, all of a sudden, the rats, is they are just bold in the day, out in anywhere. There's more
7: cameras and more access to it. We just been...
4: Nah, there's more rats. I mean, that's... that's. I don't know. No, no. It has been verified. Them people that study rats and underground and stuff. Because during the pandemic, when they moved the restaurants outside and the garbage was not being properly contained, then they had... This is what what took place. Like, I hope that you guys put in this footage, I'll send you a picture of the garbage built up near a woman's house that I know. I went by to visit her and her the garbage is disgusting. It's bad of garbage everywhere, and her house is extremely clean, but there's no way that, it, or, or it's just a matter of time. Put it that way. Even that lady that we saw on Lisa Everett's show that had the rats with the, you said, beaver in, in the house, it doesn't look dirty, but the rat is running through her yeah. child's
7: clothes. There's no, there's no limit to where these rats can go. No. These so, rats have, they've reached the all-time high. I'm not. I don't know if it's the numbers. I'm are telling different. you the numbers I just, are different. You saying it. they multiply? What, what, what I'm saying is the boldness. They come they out. Eat. They, they stand up on their hind legs. They are giving you five. <laughs> you, you know, I was they like coming, to say. Yo, they coming to I the games. I thought you was
4: for real. Like they no, were standing on it because I was they like, shopping to say, and now, They shopping now. If you want to see. If y'all want to hear the call that I'm at the people hospital- you walk to you like, yo,
7: what's up, Tamika? You, you got a problem with us? Because that's you what it seems like. It
4: seems like people are trying to make us accept rats as the part rat of society. society and I don't even acceptable. know what people I'm talking about. I mean, about, in so but... many different <laughs>
7: dimensions, you don't even understand how real that is. It's not even just- in the physical form <laughs> of rat, but the rats want to be accepted. They want to they be want you to a functional the part of society. <laughs> and these the physical rats are really speaking for the rest of the rats. They, <laughs> you I'm so them, like, Listen, fool. if you want to accept them, you a fool. Then you might as well let us come outside. You a fool. Yeah, they can chill on the blocks with y'all. They outside every week. Yeah, so.
4: but we're not gonna accept this. I'm not. Listen. I'm telling you, I'm going full fledged. Rats I might is say, over. Me. I, I. If I listen, I may take a leave of absence to go work for the mayor's office in the department where they deal with rats. I'm dead serious about this. This is not something I'm playing about. Now, here's my only, my last, final point. Not my only. This is my final point for today on this issue. For today, Uber Eats, DoorDash, and all of that. You don't know, right? Like, you don't know. If we're seeing the rat eating the chicken in the, the window, if you know anything about the chicken spot in New York, you see the, the chicken. It's right there. How the hell does the rat even get up the thing and in the thing and in the... Ain't the thing supposed to be closed? The glass? The where the chicken is behind I the glass?
7: Know, sometimes I don't know if some of these things is being set up. Or they nah, like, bro. I don't know. Because some of... That shit don't even make... How it again inside Probably of coming.
4: Well, because, you know, first of all, we, which you and I already know, if you eat at the chicken spot, you already eat nasty anyway. Like, yeah, you we call it, know it
7: a dirty chicken. We're going to get a piece of dirty chicken.
1: Dirty
7: chicken. Yeah, we, we, we acknowledge that, okay, <laughs> Habibi and them is over there. Spot. They got a little dirty chicken. You know, it's not filthy. Don't
4: say Habibi. That's not nice.
7: Well, that's what we call them. What we yeah, calling? but it's not nice. It's actually like derogatory to
4: put well, it in the context of dirty chicken and then the Habibi. No, but I'm saying- But most it is of, true, most, most of them.
7: them. Most of the Middle Eastern the brothers, yeah. they have the chicken Yeah, and, and they're not
4: that clean. That's not, just I mean, the they're truth. they're
7: filthy. You know, they, they got, no, their, little, it's they got pretty. their little mop bucket that you see them doing their little sweets. No,
4: but you know, it's just not those types of spots- Right, not, even they, the local the Chinese it, restaurant, it's
7: never even be the local
4: spotless. whatever, whatever kind of store when it's local and yeah, it's the spot, it don't be that clean. It's That's it. It's, 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 the the hood don't have those, they
7: don't have the spotless because
4: I don't eat sandwiches from the regular bodega. I like, I'm oh, I love me look a at that,
7: you I'm see? gonna eat me a sandwich from the bodega. <laughs> and you know, I it's that wait, wait, listen, you know, in my hood, they got this fish, the shrimps and all that. With the salad, this that's yeah, one of my, oh my favorite God. meals. I go to the hood to get my seafood meal. It's one of the best meal. Grilled shrimp, boom, boom, boom. They do, they do everything there. So shout out to the the, the um the Dominicans on one seventy first and Ogden. Man, they got the best food. Double now, and get no one is
4: saying that it's not good. Because the local Chinese joint is good. The local, the local uh, d- d- uh bodega is good, the local pizza shop, the local chicken joint. I'm not taking away anything from them. And by the way, even if I did, people are not people gonna, gonna stop. What? Man, How, and I
7: eat Tear it. Tear it up. I'm not trying. To, I, Tear it up.
4: What I am saying is that we all know that we're when we go to these places, we are going to grade down in terms of the, what we're gonna get I mean, from it's, a it's cleanly perspective. But now if you got the rats running around in the food, it concerns me because when you, and and by the way, just so we make it clear, the local spots might be have issues, but there's some major restaurants. Yeah, that's what I'm these trying,
7: fancy, fancy Because when, exactly spots when you go downtown, have, the rats is all around them. And and that's if the a food major spot you see it. stored the in
4: the basement. They say that's the worst place. Like that's what I'm trying to say too. So that's not the of, most place where I see rats.
7: So when but you tell me mad. when you go downtown with all of the top made, when we walk outside of those restaurants, it don't be thirty and forty rats running down the block all the time. No. Are you kidding me? No,
4: that. I know exactly where you're talking about. And that particular area, I just can't tell I mean, again, it would be it would be very it would be it would be perceived in a very discriminatory way uh-huh. if we talked about who is located in that
7: district. I'm not saying and who what it is, but out. I'm just trying to tell you it's I, a bunch of rats. i do not oh, All don't those those, those spots like below 34th Street, 42nd Street of down, on those blocks, Fifth Avenue and all that. When you come out of those restaurants, it is rats running
4: around. Yeah, it is. That is okay. a fact. I'm not saying... Oh, no, no. You're not. I'm not sitting here making the case okay. that there's not as many rats downtown. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that even... And I'm not just talking about down there. I'm saying that even at Sylvia's, right, yeah. in Harlem, because of the way they keep the restaurant... There I've actually I've never, and I know there's rats all around there, but I have never walked out and had a rat running outside of Sylvia's because they keep it super clean. They got the garbage a certain type of way. So we're not talking about black restaurants. So people won't be like, oh, you think white establishments. I'm no, saying that I'm, say, I'm, I'm so saying that there the are certain establishments establishment. if they don't keep their their garbage together and 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 moreover, which we should really be saying, a lot of these. Places just because of the mere fact that they in the hood, they don't try to take care of their restaurant and the grounds and the outside. They pour grease on the ground, which is a problem because the grease is clearly it has the seasoning and the smell of whatever in it. It's attracting things. It's nasty. We already have dealt with roaches and seem like roaches, did roaches go away? Because we I don't see roaches. I see water bugs, but I don't see roaches. But what I'm all I'm saying to you is beware. Because if you are buying food from Uber Eats and DoorDash and those types of places, you don't know what you're getting. That's all I'm but you saying. You never did.
7: You never. Even yeah, knew but you know, who I know, was you but I'm fool. just telling. Whoever you was me- bringing you the food, you didn't know who he was. You never met that guy. Well, now they're
4: starting to seal the thing.
7: You don't know the card. <clears throat> Most of these people car that they be in, You don't even know
4: nothing. It's nasty. I'm I am cooking more because no. Cause how about no? I bet you no. So listen, we don't have the time today to get deeply into Tyree Nichols, man. I mean, bruh, like, yo. Like I I know people who are experiencing serious trauma, like at work and everything. Um, my friend told me the other day, I'll actually Jamie, um, she told me that they held, they held like a, a, a grief session. During work because people are so like emotionally drained that you got to go to work after you watch the lynching. Like people cannot, it is, this is too much. It's, it's too much. But what I, I did want to focus on one particular part, and I feel so sorry for that man's family and just his daughter. Like people, I mean, these people have kids. And, and, I, and I have to be honest with you, you know, I feel sorry for the families of five people that made the most... Not more than five. We're up to like seven, eight people at this point. Matter of fact, it's more than that because you got the, what we said, the EMS workers. Then you have the, all the officers. So all of these black people that were involved. I, I am going to say today that I want to believe, and this is my thought, that I have been struggling with and trying to process. I want to believe that those black people i think the numbers about 7 that none of them had a mama that taught them that shit or that would agree with what they did i want to believe that they black mama black daddy doesn't matter where dad may be not in the house Maybe away, whatever, wherever he may be, I still want to believe that even a mom or daddy, whoever, because we you know nowadays it could be mom, dad, whoever in prison. I want to believe that that parent who might be locked up, even in that situation, is calling their child saying, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Why would you be involved? What are you doing? I just need to believe that, that they were not raised, especially down in Memphis. By parents and a family that supports that type of behavior, their entire family structure has been completely ripped apart because of a, 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 because of a, a, a need to uphold white supremacy and a need to feel validated by abusing other people, maybe because they feel that they are, they don't have value. I don't know what it is, but the self-hatred and what that has now caused is it's, it kills me
7: it, it was it was a gang assault it you was
4: know, a gang it, it was
7: assault. a gang assault and and to not not identify the police as a gang right yeah. is just it's not being honest and, and we and we could say there are good cops we could say all these things but there's a structure within the police system that makes you believe that it feeds into the narrative that Black people are dangerous, right? So and even when you tell other Black people that, right, and they they, they feel like they're protected by this system right. that has always protected them, that had we not seen this on camera, like, only reason that we, we've gotten justice in any situation is we had pure 100% video, and even times when we've had video, we didn't get justice. So th- this is a system that makes... Even black people who go into the system believe that you can get away with harming a black person. All you have to do is say that you feel like your life is in jeopardy. All you have to do is say that they resisted arrest because these are the narratives that have been painted about us, that we are harmed, we are dangerous, mm-hmm. that your life is always in jeopardy when you interact. You can be a, a, a kid that's 10 years old or you can be a man that's 40. You can be a woman who's, who, who's who actually could pose no threat. And they can use this same story over, over and, and over, over to, to to have no accountability for taking your life. Right. So this is what the system and what the structure is. And these men fed into that. You know, they they felt that whatever reason they pulled that man over and them chasing him, and they felt- Whatever the reason. Whatever Cause we whatever we the reason because we don't the know reason. we don't know, and there's so many people that want to spread. And, and until family members, until, it's, until people that I know and respect can say, this, this has been Substantiated. We are sure these things happen. that it was a prior that it relationship. was a prior relationship. Right. Because I'm just so tired. I've watched. Listen to me. I've been paying attention to social media. And I've watched social media create so many narratives of one person tweeting, Well, what if this happened? Yeah. And then what happens is people start spreading memes and people start spreading memes and they create this whole thing. And I
4: mean it becomes real. it becomes because remember real. the woman that uh uh, was in the video attacking Shanquella Robinson. There was about a good three weeks of her being trans. Yeah. Like they was just she's a trans woman. She you know blah blah blah. There's never and been nobody so has until now. Now you know not to say that she's not. She could be. I don't know, but I do not think so. And it's highly unlikely. And it is also based upon. Tyree Nichols family highly unlikely. Now you don't, as family members, mommas and daddy don't always know what you was doing. You know when you Mm -hmm. was doing what you was doing, they don't always know. But they're saying it's not true that this story is not true, and it don't have to be true because the police beat up on people all the time,
7: all the time, especially black people. So you know, stop, stop, stop looking for for something something to justify and substantiate, right? people harming black people. Right. That's what we always do. Well, let me see the rest of the film. You can see him punching right. him in the face. He ain't got his hands up. He's like, please, please. And they be like, well, let me see what caused them to do it. There's nothing that could cause you to just be punching and kicking on somebody I don't need to see nothing else. If a man is sitting there stomping a woman out and she, well, I want to know what she did for me. I don't need to know all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, that's not, I don't understand the mindset that comes with the need to know what has happened. Before someone has been violated. Like the word they or they said a her well, well, you know, she said this or he said that. So no, there's no justification. When I look at those things, I know that the handbook right. for policing, right? That ain't in the handbook. Right. That, it's it's not, nowhere near even in the, if the
4: Even if he did do whatever. Whatever. First of all,
7: once you are no longer a threat, once you are no longer a threat, once you yeah. are physically not a threat. And you can't harm someone, and you can see that there's no justification for you continue to abuse them.
4: But can I ask you a question? Are are police officers allowed to just punch people? No. No, I'm serious. Like, is that a part of the tactic punching? No. Actually, I'm I'm under the impression that if you that police officers, if they feel threatened, they don't punch, they tase or shoot. It's it's illegal uh,
7: use of force. I, I maybe they maybe they are allowed force. to punch you. you not
4: no, you, you maybe not. those units are like the scorpions and I, the, but
7: my thing is, those things violate your rights, your right. constitutional when rights. You punch me when in my you face. punch me in my face, if I'm not harming you and there's no need for you to punch me, in my, there's no need for you to punch me in my face. So, if
4: I hit you as an officer, is it just do whatever you got to do? No,
7: I, I'm not saying I'm asking you, is that. Sometimes your reflexes, so they can justify and say, "Well, this person reflex, me, this person so- hit me, so that was a natural okay. reflex." So you're not supposed to have a f- reflex. And that's what they're saying. You you can't have a reflex. They can grab you, push your foot, your your face to the ground, be breaking your arm, and you you pull up and go, "Wait, wait, you hurting me? You're resisting the rest. So now they can impose more harm on you. Mm. It's, it, it's not even these things don't even make common sense. There's no way that you go grab me and be pulling my motherfucking shoulder out the socket, and not expect me to try to straighten my shoulder out because you don't hurt me, and turn around and get off the floor because you got my my face in the ground. It and sound
4: my... like plies. He said it hurts. It That's hurts. why it's a simple answer. It's simple. Why won't you just stay still? Because I can't. Because it hurts. It
7: hurts. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't. I don't know what these policies and procedures are. The
4: policies and procedures are not.
7: Working, they're that's not. what I know. They're not working,
4: they, that's it. they're not so working. No,
7: no man of any level of caliber <laughs> that it don't work, they want to protect his life. That's gonna work for it. so y'all gonna have to find something
4: else. I got the stuff back on my hand that the same, needs the wipe. I, <laughs> I bet you're gonna leave that wipe alone. Oh, I know that away. thing had me choking, it went through my hand to my nose. So you get you a listen, man, listen, RIP to mm-hmm. Tyree Tyre, Nipples Tyre, and all the Tyrees. Yes, well. I don't know how you go to the guest from
7: Well listen, we we go this. from
4: We go from to laughing to George. crying. That's right. Let's we do. Black I black do. Black listen, George. people are mad at me now because I posted a video the other day of this guy in his argument with God and he is cussing God out like uh, he's so tired and so mad and so saying everything. Of course the cuss words is a lot. Of course you never call God out of out of his or her name. I get it. But he's not talking to God. He's talking to us, and he is making a joke about the frustration that people are feeling. And there's thousands of people who are like, This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life because I feel like this sometimes. And then there's some folks who tell me that they can't believe that I would ever post a video. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. You know what I said? I ain't that perfect. But one thing I do know is that I've seen people murderers, kill people, hurt people, do all types of things. And guess what? The same book that, or the same re- religious or the spiritual beliefs that you have that says don't curse God is the same spiritual belief that should tell you that number one, number one, he still loves you even if you cuss. Even if you murder somebody, even if whatever you do, that book, that spiritualness that you have says, judge not, judge not someone else. Cause it could be your situation. So guess what? I'm not that perfect. And, and, and I also do not reduce my God to a point that he can't take a good joke. I just don't. It was he funny. It was hilarious. It Oh man, it was hilarious.
7: Some good Christian people.
4: Oh, they was so they so mad, but they'd be all right.
7: They'd be all right. That you use that type of language,
4: and and he wasn't talking to God.
7: They can't believe
4: it. I know. One of my friends, who really is like a a super spiritual person, she's a makeup artist, um, Kamara from um, from from LA. She said. Well, you know, she went on to talk about the spiritual journey and how God doesn't put more on you than you can't than you can handle and da-da-da. And she said, and don't be cussing at my God. But at the end she said, But that was funny though. I'm like, Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Let's let's not have, do the listen, extra, you so have a sense holy, of take a laugh sometimes. That's right. God laughs. Let's bring our guests on because I laughed about
7: Let's this. bring them on. <laughs>
2: available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot.
0: It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect.
1: I'm 19, strong,
0: and asthmatic, and at higher risk.
1: may have a lower response to the vaccine side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site fatigue headache muscle and joint pain for full prescribing information please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit prevnar20.com
2: ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with prevnar20 even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine
1: this is it
8: your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global
4: Last week, we went to see uh, our first of all, our good friend, um, Aaron Gadsden, called and said we had to be. Yes. He sent me a text message and told me I had no choice but to get myself, my two feet, uh, you- to a movie theater to see the premiere of a film. We're being joined today by two of the incredible people that helped to make this film happen. Uh, it's called Aurora. You know, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, what is this that A has us, you know, what, what are we going to see today? And it was all of that. And then some, and I want to introduce our guest, um, Noel Calloway, the writer and director for this project, yes. and also Wakima Hollis, um, who is the star actress, the lead actress, I would like to, I'm going to say, because yes. you're a black woman, so I'm going to say you're a lead actress, no matter who else might have <laughs> been the lead. Uh, but you were, but yes. you you are, you are, and yes. it, it's an all-black film. It's yes. blackety black, 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 Black-y
7: black, black. So black. black.
4: And you know, let me just tell you, in the it say to all of you who are who are looking and hopefully you see the beauty of the blackness here. But after the film was over, when you all did your talk back and you all were sitting there, I don't know if it was the light or what, but it was just beauty from you all the way to the end where every single person, the young people, the skin, just the poppingness of yeah, that beautiful. black and brown. Beauty and culture, and the film which you guys are going to talk about—it was so good from beginning to end. You know, I now I don't like some people because I'm like walking around <laughs> holding grudges about some of the things that happened in, in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but sure. So I was actually sitting next to like <laughs> the worst of them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so right which, up you up know, up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh She's the, the Latina sister. Yes. Who? Uh,
9: Marilee Kateri is the actress who plays Nina. Nina. Yes. Um, I'm gonna defend Nina a little bit in here today, but not yet. <laughs> not, but, yet yeah. not yet. Not um, yet. So,
4: tell us about the film. Um, what is it about? And then, of course, we're gonna get into why all of you got involved.
9: Yes. So first, thank you guys for um. I'm a super fan of the platform of the work you do. So thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank um, you. Thank you. Interviews with people we don't necessarily love. <laughs> um. But this is real. Thank you. Thank
4: you. We love you. Back.
9: (laughs) And uh, yeah, so first I'll talk about the beauty. Um, The beauty was important to me, Mm. right? From the landscape, beautiful Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. to the different shades of brown that I Mm -hmm. wanted to put on screen, you know, of different ages, of different sizes. I really wanted to show the spectrum of our beauty. in a destination wedding movie, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a movie about love, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a layered love.
4: Right? <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> to say you know, the least, the, you know, <laughs> the la
9: di da romantic love that you see a lot of times on screen. And we deliberately started it that way. Mm-hmm. We wanted everybody to be on this high and this, mm-hmm. this this destination wedding with these beautiful people, and then it just smacked you mm. with the twist, the mm-hmm. drama. Um, and so, yeah, it's a love story with the twist. That's what we like to call it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a rom-com, you'll laugh, but then you'll find yourself yelling at the screen mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, who you hate. Yeah. Um, so we're super proud of it. Yeah. We're
7: really proud of it. Yeah. That's dope. So what does the name Aurora actually mean?
9: So as I when I wrote, I usually write before I title a film
7: mm-hmm. because the
9: title will come to you. Uh the title didn't really come to me. Um I had to dig a little deeper. And Aurora means a natural phenomenon, which is like a flash of light in the sky, mm. uh, and I used it to symbolize what Giselle, Joaquima's character, Giselle, did to Kenny. Mm. And that when you see that person, and your heart has been protected because of past experience, it takes that type of strong natural phenomenon that woman. To break through that, mm. and so wow, you know, her name was not Aurora in the film, which I think is the simple way to go. Right, right, right. You name right. it after a person. I wanted to name it after a feeling. feeling. Mm. So that's where
7: it came. So Wakima, being a lead actress, and, and you know, I love the film, so I know about the film. We're not gonna give everybody, you know, <laughs> oh, everything, like, right? What, no, what made you when you heard when you heard this role? What made you say like this is this is something I want to be a part of?
5: Yeah, you know, when I read it. I immediately felt that Giselle was a multifaceted woman. Mm. And I like that she's a woman who's still on a journey of trying to figure out what she wants out of life, how to get it. And I really love that she's allowed to be imperfect. Mm. Cause I think too often in life, black women feel like we have to have it together. We have to be perfect in order to get the guy and get the career and juggle it all. And Giselle is just trying to figure it out. And so I, re- I was really drawn to that aspect of her. You know, she's, she's imperfect, but she's figuring it out and she's getting there.
4: Well, she, sure, she figured out a lot as far as, <laughs> as, yes, as, as I'm concerned. And I mean, you, you talked about why you wrote this film. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that today because I felt I found the story to be very powerful about your own experience and yes. how we see it on screen.
9: Yeah. So I had the um, the blessing of being married
4: mm-hmm.
9: on a beach in Aruba mm-hmm. uh, to the woman of my dreams uh, in front of 60 something of our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And coming from I'm a kid from Harlem, um, we didn't travel a lot when I was younger. We didn't have these experiences that now my daughter has. Mm, of course. Um, but I know that Our culture sometimes needs those experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Needs that escapism, needs to be able to go to a destination wedding, even if it doesn't happen in their family. Because if I can show it on screen, then maybe someone would think, oh, maybe I can do that, Mm -hmm. right? And so having that vibe at my wedding with, you know, friends, family, grandparents, kids, everybody just partying, having a good time, loving each other. And then there's drama and there's craziness and, you know, (laughs) all of that was something I wanted to bottle up and put into a film. Hmm. And, you know, my love is kind of boring in that we don't have drama, thankfully. <laughs> it's not um, boring. You know, ah. boring to the outside. Yeah. We, we are having the time of our lives. Yeah. We're boring, too, too so, boring yeah, for the audience, for the, right? For the
4: trolls. Guys. Exactly. For the, yeah. the trolls, yeah. The trolls, the yeah. Trolls mm-hmm.
9: yeah, they don't like that. So yeah. I said, all right, we can't tell our story per se, mm-hmm. but I'll start with the base of our story, mm-hmm. the love in our story, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll let my mind take you where it goes.
4: Talk about
9: the casting process. Absolutely. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, uh, Elsa Lathan, I have to shout our casting director. She was amazing. Melissa Martin, one of our producers, who was very integral in the casting process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this, I don't watch everything because mm-hmm. everything is good intelligent. <laughs> It isn't, you know, it doesn't change. So I watch a lot of old stuff. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for me to cast, I'll be thinking about people from The Wire, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who we see in this film. Yes. And I would think of people from, you know, shows and movies that I watched years and years ago that are not necessarily current. And there's so many talented actors and actresses right now. Mm-hmm. And so I let them take the lead on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there are actors I, I know, like uh, Asty Monique Harper, who plays Sophia. Mark John Jeffries, who, who kills Will. My guy. Um, you know, so there's some actors that I know, that I know Jason Hurd, um, who plays Tracy, who are super talented and don't always get looks.
4: Right, of right?
9: course. And so I came to it in certain roles saying, these people are playing these characters. Mm, mm. Because I know them, I know their talent, I know mm. they'll kill it. Mm. Outside of that, I'm going to hand it to casting, and you guys put it out there, and let's see who submits and who you know we've got we got some quote bigger names that submitted but when i looked at their tapes they didn't match up to who we casted mm. right and so i said you know let's just make a great movie with beautiful talented yeah. people and we'll see what it ships for cool
7: i'm just trying to figure out how do i put my submission so i need to know Process, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to put my little tape together, right. so I can be in the so. So
9: now you in that you in that inner circle, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
2: that's so. it. Yeah.
7: As I watched the film, you know, I was just first of all, I loved the cast, I loved the film, and the plot twist just came out of nowhere. It mm. just was like, so I'm I'm just trying to figure, as a director, and you sitting and you writing these things, like, what was going through your mind? Did you say to yourself, "I want this to be"? I want it to be just compelling. Like, what was the idea? What was your mind state when you sat down and you just wrote
4: this? Well, by the way, just so I could, I I knew something was happening. You did? (laughs) I was very clear from like two or three minutes in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Uh, something's up with her. With, what's her name? Nike, I'm sorry, Wakima. What's your... Giselle. Giselle. I got to see, because I want to call you exactly who you are. <laughs> like I'm ready to be like, you did it, you did it. No, yeah. no. But Giselle, I, was, I felt like something was happening. So you did a good job of making sure that people are cap- captivated, that I know something is coming versus mm-hmm. just sitting there like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I saw that look.
9: Mm I saw
4: those eyes. And, you know, anyway, so sorry.
9: And and that was them. All right, so Mm. I'll talk to a little bit about the story um, and the way I tell story, right? Like, I make films. I don't like to be called an independent filmmaker just because it's a connotation that goes with that Mm -hmm. that people think it's not going to be on the level that my productions are. Um, I'm a person who makes films independently, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, you know, an indie filmmaker Um, just because there's some connotation around that I don't agree with. Um, so when I write story, I want to challenge my people. I trust our intelligence, mm. right? I trust us to be able to follow a plot line I, because I make movies for, for black people that other people can enjoy. Like that's what I do. Um, I don't want apologize for that. That's my audience. That's my background. That's who I am. And when I find actresses like Wakima, actors like Tobias, and I hand them this, these words it's up to them to give you guys that feeling, mm. right? And I can direct them, but I also just give them the stage to say, own this character. Mm. You know, We spoke about the character, and I give her a lot of credit. She asked for the whole script. Mm. A lot of actors don't do that. It's hard to work, mm-hmm. right? So they like, give me the sides, let me read it. Oh, I'll do it. I'm flying to Puerto Rico. You're going to pay me good. I'll do it. She cared mm. about the character, about like the the scope of it. Of it. Yeah. And then we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And we built Giselle together until I was comfortable to say, Now take her and make her what people will love, hate, and everything in between. And so those subtleties, that nuance, that's mm-hmm. talent, she did that.
4: Well, thank you. Yeah, you are a professional.
9: Yes.
7: Well look at <laughs> your, your I resume. That. And, yeah. and I was like, okay, she does a lot of things and I noticed that when you start paying attention, when I was watching the film, and I was like, wow, this is really a good cast. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of these, you know, actors. Um, what What else do I want to know? I want to know how was the, cause basically when we had, when y'all had the talk back, it looked like you had good camaraderie mm-hmm. with yeah. the rest of the cast. What was that like being in Puerto Rico together? Like, what was that like? It,
5: it was amazing. You know, we filmed this at the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, This was an opportunity to get out of our homes, out of the spaces we were in, because we were all at home going crazy. You know, you're you have cabin fever. You want to work. You want to do your art, you know. And uh, at that time, nothing was really happening in the world, you know. So it brought us out of that space and brought us into this amazing, creative space. And uh, we all lived together in like these amazing, huge houses that were right on the beach. So it was really like a family affair like a family environment uh, and it was just super supportive and it was black in the best way because I think sometimes unfortunately when people say oh it was so black it has a negative connotation to it, unfortunately. This was not that. This was the best of blackness ever. It was so good. And we had a lot of local people that brought their flavor to it and they were happy to be there. So it was a great experience. And I think you can see how that spilled over into the film and just in the way that we interact with each other. Oh, no, really. I mean, I used it to was. Run day
9: camps. Oh, um, did you? I, I ran day camps. I ran you know, sleepaway camps. And those that skill set was important because we flying people from all over the country mm-hmm. to Puerto Rico. I'm managing housing, mm-hmm. right? A good friend of mine owned all of these properties, which was a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I gotta make sure that they're comfortable. I gotta make sure that we're together, mm-hmm. right? And so that, I underestimated how much that would impact what they did on the screen. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, make sure my people good, mm-hmm. right? They're all out here trusting me, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to make sure they were good. But, Just that feeling of ease to be in a comfortable space. Yeah. It just allowed them to just kill it.
4: Yeah. And you know, like what I appreciated, it was sexy. Definitely. And, you know, we obviously see scenes where we know there's sex, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't oversaturated. Like, I didn't feel like, all right, we got to see all the booty all night. Everything is out all the time. And it's all about selling your body or the other castmates' bodies rather than selling an actual story. Talk about what it's like to write above the standard for what we see in film right now right mm-hmm. because there is certain it's it's not what it was to your point it's nasty
9: it's nasty work out here and it it's a challenge um but it's one that i embrace because the films i love are those 90s black films right that love and basketball that you know uh the wood you know those films right and the women in this film are beautiful the men in this film are handsome, put together. You know, my beautiful baby lights up the screen every time she shows up. Um, you know, my niece. You know, and they had a different pressure because it's like, are they in the movie? Because that's my daughter and my niece. No, oh no, in the they movie were because they were probably. Listen, they were my favorite
7: characters.
9: They were they incredible, were they were and incredible. and I and I I really like I appreciated their professionalism. They did their homework. They had tutors. They were out of school for weeks. But I talked to my daughter. I'm like, listen you have to show that you're not here because your name's Kellen Calloway. Mm. And what she did, and I'm super biased, of course, but this is the feedback also, no one else would have done that role the way she did it.
4: No, she's right? her. Mm-hmm.
9: And so, so yet to your point about just staying above the fray, these scripts, I've been pitching my films and my scripts across the industry for 15 years. Mm. They say no, or they give me notes that I can't live with. Right. Because they want to oversex us. They want to overviolence us. They want to over curse word us. And, you know, I, you know, we are who we are. Right. We speak how we speak. We act how we act. And I love that. I'm not apologizing for that ever. But there are so many different layers of who That's we true. are as black people. Yeah. And we've got enough of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And sure. so we can make my whole life. Like I, again, I'm from Harlem. I'm from Humphrey Thurston to 8th Avenue. I have been cool my whole life without being anything but who i am mm. and it's too many young people who don't get to be who they are because media and imagery doesn't show different types of cool mm. right and so the films i write i will always show different types of cool different types of beautiful different types other than what's out there and and it's not a force because it's this is really life right right this is a real family that went on a vacation for a wedding and shit went crazy right right that's real right. you know and
4: what's more forced is the
9: oversexualization yes, the, the, of us
5: like so tired. you know i know for me as an actress it was so refreshing mm-hmm. to get a character that wasn't hyper sexualized especially just as a black woman in the society that we live in i feel like people want and expect us to lead with our sexuality first as if that's the best thing we have to offer And I think we owe more to the kids than that. You know, like the reason why they don't know who they are is because during their formative years, that is what they're seeing. That is the standard. So they think maybe that's what I should be doing if I wanna get ahead. Because all the women I see who are getting ahead are using themselves and their body in that way. So I think it's really important to have that kind of representation that isn't about that and isn't leading with your body because we have so much more it's to so offer powerful. than that. Because right. 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 you can do, do your everybody body. should. Yeah, everybody should
7: do what, what know, they like, do. Every now, every, <laughs> yes, because I, I want to watch that. But yes, I love. I love the fact that this movie was based more on romance mm-hmm.
9: and affection. Mm-hmm. Right? It was. Mm-hmm. That's what black r and that we, we
7: exactly yeah it's it it
9: it an R and B movie we need hip hop but we need R exactly. and B <laughs> affection
7: I love, I love that, that energy mm. you know what I'm saying I love the energy you know it made you it brought you back to that nineties nostalgia and mm-hmm. era and that was for me that was one of the best times of black movies yep you know what I'm yep. saying yep. even though we got a lot of different things and I'm not knocking none of it but those movies are those are the, the classics. classics and they don't go away and ever I think this movie has the potential to go into that. Yes. you know, into that realm. So, you know, I want to congratulate you. That's a huge compliment, because that's you know, the goal. Like, that's I want to be,
9: I want where you can, on a weekend, it's snowing, yeah. and you watching Love and Basketball and mm-hmm. then Aurora, right? Yes. Right? Like, you like where it just flows. You watching Brown Sugar and Aurora, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, these are the movies we're watching with my girls, mm-hmm. with my, you know, couples retreat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to fit in that space. That's my ambition, is to be that storyteller that, that fits in that space. And that's, again, I got a lot of films that we're going to keep fighting to make them this way, you know, and not let, you know, the others, you know, shift that.
4: Yeah. Let's talk about that fighting, right? Mm -hmm. Because this industry is, as you said, is weird, it's nasty, Mm -hmm. it's hard to break into. Um, And you all, I mean, you, like, I know you, you know, this is not the first time that I'm seeing you on screen. Like, in fact, when you when your character appears, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, right? Tobias, the same thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were several characters that I, I know. So you didn't have a... It wasn't a B-minus mm-hmm. mm-hmm. film. This no. is a list here. These mm-hmm. are people who are real actresses and real actors And I guess that helps. But even with that, if you don't provide the violence, the whatever it is, you still can get shut down, right, in the industry. So how difficult is it to make the money necessary to keep this type of writing and this type of of experience on or to get it to the mainstream level? Put it that way.
9: Yeah, I always use the analogy is soul food or is fast food, right? I'm making soul food. It's harder. You got season the chicken. You got clean the chicken, right? You got to let the grease get hot, right? Like you could pop the nuggets in the microwave and everybody eat, but you're not fulfilled, right? And so, yes, it's, it's absolutely a fight, right? Because the people who make decisions don't trust our intelligence mm-hmm. as a culture, as an audience. They say, this is what your people want to see. And I say, you got some nerve telling me what my people want to see, I've lived. Like, I didn't come up in Hollywood. i live with this. I've taught camps. Like, I'm in and among, I still coach girls. I'm among the audience, right? I know what we're craving for, right? And so I, again, Joaquima, you said, these are not b list anything. Right. You know, these are star actors and actresses that just need a screen, right? But they sit across that desk and they tell you, Oh, you don't have, I got, I'm not going to shout them out because we might need to do business with them. But I got a really big distributor. We, they liked the movie. They said, they wrote a glowing rejection letter. Amazing storytelling. Cinematography's brilliant. The acting was great. But these names don't meet our criteria for distribution.
4: Wow. That's Direct to
9: my face on, on paper. Right? With the big letterhead at the top from one of the big boys. Right, and this is what they do, and so I take that, and I'm like, because I'm defiant, I'm like, nah, I'm making it with the right people, That's right. right? Because we could keep recycling this fifty-something-year-old woman to play this twenty-something-year-old bride <laughs> oh and smack God. a bunch of makeup on her and 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 get that deal, right? Because they trust that that person has an audience.
4: But how much will you compromise in order to to like? Obviously, all of us have to compromise. Yeah, yeah. To-
9: um, so I, that's that's my fight. My wife's an accountant. That's our fight because she's like, uh, you know, what we doing? <laughs> but but I trust the process. I really do. I trust our audience. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. The same way we tweet and post and, and, and argue. There are topics in this film to discuss right if that discussion hits social media and people talk about it and then people engage then it shows that this film has an audience these i don't think it's a bias i think they care about money the people that we need to support us on the other side of the desk right who are not always white people right i've gotten some of the worst critiques from our people in terms of what they try to make me make that's why certain networks i don't even entertain i don't want to deal in certain places again, I'm not here to start no fights. I'm not going to say no names, but there are networks where I'm like, I'm good because they're not for the culture. Right. And, and we don't have to get on a soapbox and pound our chest to be for the culture. We just got to be respectful to it. And so, yes, I will, I do compromise in as long as I could look at myself in the mirror, right? Like I'm not going to embarrass us ever. Like y'all, y'all could trust that. Like if my trajectory and what I'm building and what I'm doing, we're shooting another movie in five weeks, right? Another one in the summer. Like I'm not gonna stop. And ultimately people will start to trust my voice and then the audience will build. Once that happens, they don't gotta worry about me. Like I'm never gonna embarrass us. I'm always gonna make sure we good, right? And it's just about earning that.
7: That's what Keep going, keep I think going. that's. I think you sound a lot like us mm-hmm. in the work that we do. You know, mm-hmm. we, we fight against the social norms, we fight against the status quo. They told us we can't do it this way and why don't y'all say it this way? Even with our podcast, we deal with yep. things and um, of that nature. I so see it. Yeah. I understand, you know what I'm saying? We understand that we fight in an uphill battle, but we know when we get what we got, we good. Mm-hmm. And the people who will support us is good. Which we, we not gonna Like you said, we're not gonna let y'all down. We're not gonna embarrass you. We're gonna always stand firm in our convictions because yep. we know what it's like to be where we're from. We know what we want, yeah. we know what we need, mm-hmm. we know what our people want from us. So we're not willing to compromise mm-hmm. that to be to fit into certain rooms. You know, yeah. and it's, it's a, like you said, it's, it's soul food, it's a slow process, but every time we get another level, it's more gratifying, yeah, right. right. yes, because right. we know we didn't compromise, yes. especially our morals and our values, what yep. we definitely stood on. So I appreciate you, I applaud y'all and we know this movie's going to do great. Mm-hmm. You guys have you have what it takes, you know. I just want to I want y'all to tell we've seen the movie. I want y'all the people watching each of y'all tell them why should they should go see the movie right.
4: And
5: now.
7: how? And how? Mm-hmm.
5: I say that this is a movie that will get you thinking. This is a movie that will get you talking no matter who you watch it with. You can watch it alone. You can watch it with your boo cuddled up. You can watch it with your girls. And there is a conversation to be had that will be mentally stimulating and will be entertaining and will, you know, get the blood flowing. So you will thoroughly enjoy this film. See it.
9: Mm. Yes. And you can see it anywhere. Uh, Again, we're in 30 cities. Uh, we know it's it's cold on most of the country, so you don't have to go outside. <laughs> you can watch it at home. Um, Amazon's an easy one, um, but it's on all digital platforms. Whatever your cable system is, if you people who still got that, you know, go to your pay-per-view. You can just search Aurora Love Story, and, it, and it's available. And you should watch it because it's told in your voice. Mm. It's for us. Um, it's by us. It's unapologetically Black. Right. Um, but it's not black for black sake. Mm-hmm. At no point in this movie are we trying to prove our blackness, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to show you. with language and just certain that's what I also hate when it's yeah, like you
4: didn't do the super you, ghetto, Yeah, we ain't got to do. It.
2: I don't
9: ha- I can't be anything else, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like my daughter can't. She's in private school and she's living a different life, but she's still not even removed enough to be anything mm-hmm. else, right? And so we don't have to force it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think this is a movie aside from just who Wakema said this is a multi-generational cast mm. and a multi-generational story, right? There's something for the teenagers and the young kids that can gravitate toward those characters. There's something for the for our elders who can gravitate toward the parents and then for everybody else in between. So yeah, I'm super, super proud. Like you said, when when you get something like this and you're able to put it on the screen, mm. despite whatever hurdles you had to go through, it feels so much better mm. that I never have to sit watching this and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have listened to so and so. Right, right. Whatever happens with it, I'm good. I, I love it.
7: Good
4: love exactly. it. So, how when you when you finish a movie, how does it feel? Like for me, when I'm watching a series or something and it's over, I'm just like. Life is over. Like you know, like where's life now? I gotta find new life. So like, what happens to you at the end of a filming process, especially with something like this? Are you just tired and you're like, that's it? Or do you have a feeling like a little hole for the people and the experience?
5: You know, it it varies per project, but I will say that you know, like Noel said, he has other movies coming out. So we all knew we were going to see each other again. That. We'll be working on future projects together. But of course, it's a little bittersweet, right? Because you're like, wow, this was amazing. Like Puerto Rico, this experience. Just like the, um, you know, when you work with your own people, there's so much that doesn't even have to be said or explained. There's just this layer of support under you. And uh, just having to go into your next project knowing that you probably won't have that. You're going to have to get used to going back to being like, you know your own advocate for every single thing, um, but you you kind of just brace yourself and you say, well, I'm gonna look forward to the next time I can get back to these people. The next time I get back to a project that has this type of love involved in it.
9: That's so why we need more, right? Like I'm not here to be the the one, you know. I wanna I want ten directors to come out of our camp, mm-hmm. right? Male, female, black, brown,
2: wow.
9: right? Where those sets look and feel like that. Right, you know how crazy we were going, making sure we had the right hair and makeup in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. a thing. I appreciate like that. I so, wasn't going to play with thing. these black women. No,
4: yeah. so I I have a friend who is a superstar um, that we won't name today. Who, when I was dealing with some entertainment industry stuff, I was like, you know, going to a meeting to make a statement about something they weren't doing <laughs> right. She calls me up and is like, "Hey, I need you to put this on your list of things." Hair and makeup. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a superstar. When I say superstar, I'm talking about mm-hmm. whoop, like mm-hmm. big, 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 mm-hmm. right? Why don't you have black people doing your hair and makeup? What are you talking about? You? Like, I'm thinking she's walking in the door with everybody with her hair, makeup. Nope. No. no, she said it's it is basically white. white. Yes. And it's, it's happened to me. By the way, there are a few <laughs> magazine articles, um, I think maybe. I don't know if it's Vanity, but it's one of them that is like a big magazine that I'm in during the Women's March. And I look terrible.
5: Yes. And when you feel like you look terrible, you don't. Present yourself <laughs> you the same. Know. You got low self esteem.
4: terrible. Yes. So I started paying because during the Women's March, we were doing major press all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. If you see the cover of Glamour magazine that I'm on, that is my own makeup artist that I had to bring. And by the way, they don't even want you to have that person mm-hmm. yeah. there. Mm-hmm. They they tried to put her through all types of hoops and things. She had to have the right insurance. She she couldn't be on the thing without mm-hmm. a million dollars worth of insurance. It was so much drama.
9: Feel like it's on purpose. Right? It, feel like, it is on purpose. It feel like, and, and
4: But why would a white woman do my? Why I don't even understand what we're. we're I talking think that about. sometimes they are
5: genuinely convinced that they can do your <laughs> hair. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't do your hair. I brought some oil sheen. <laughs> it's right. I have an edge comb. I can do your <laughs> I hair. Do it. Yes. I Google. I, I watched one YouTube video, yeah. and I know what I'm doing. How yeah. dare you? How I dare can. you? And, and that is the energy they give you. And sometimes it feels like a microaggression, but sometimes it's just aggressive. Mm. There's no micro about it. They come for you when you speak up for yourself and say, I feel uncomfortable. I need someone who knows how to do my hair. You see how these other women can come in with wet hair and you can do their hair from start to finish. I had to stay up to one o'clock in the morning doing my own hair and then wake up early to make sure it looks good before I even
4: get here. Because if I don't, I will look crazy. Wow. Yo, the wet hair. Like you could show up here and get a blowout.
5: And look fabulous. And wonderful. You're set.
4: Me, I gotta do a thing.
5: Yes. So, you know, I have to come done. Yes. And then try to
4: argue with you so you don't so touch it paying, and mess it up. Exactly. Wow, you want to change it. Yes. So you're spending, good money, job. you're spending money. You're spending money. Yes. Yeah. Outside of the budget for what what's supposed Whatever to be you take get paid. home. Mm-hmm. Right. You're spending money trying to make yourself look presentable. Because then if you don't look presentable, then you're not acceptable. And then it's it's yes. like you we're constantly running through yeah. and around when this it's not day. us.
9: When it's not us. And yeah. that's that's why yeah. like we can make a list a mm. mile long of why we need more wow. of our own. Right. And there are things that go un you know, you don't even think about that, right? Mm-hmm. And I would not have thought about that had I not had a daughter now, Mm. right? Like I have a teenage daughter, right? So she has friends, right? That's my group, right? Like I'm with them. (laughs) I'm the magic school bus. I'm like, I'm with them. So their plight is my plight, Mm. right? And so, and again, I have a wife, a black wife, Mm. right? And so my black sisters. So when I'm going into a film and I'm thinking about the script and I'm thinking about this, at some point is that light bulb like,
4: shit, right. right? who gonna
9: do their hair in Puerto Rico? Right. Who gonna do their hair in Puerto Rico? And um, so I'm like, oh, do I have to fly out hair and makeup? Because I have trusted hair and makeup hair for all of my production, um, which is predominantly black. Damn,
4: that's expensive.
9: But, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. But they people, the, the, I give them a lot of credit. A lot of them came up with me. A lot of them I gave their first opportunity to put anything on screen. So when I don't have the budget, they still show love because they know when I have it, I'm not taking it. I'm paying you, right? And so, yeah, just all of the different things that I'm sure you guys, again, that's why this was an honor because you getting your hair and makeup done to go and do press, it's like, you're supposed to be fighting. No, no. I still have to. I'm a professional. Yeah. This is going to carry. Like it's just the craziness that that you got to endure. When I to say do I look work.
4: terrible, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna show you. I'm gonna send it to y'all. y'all I look. T- I, it's like I have a hat on my head, but it's actual hair. Oh, but it's like you know. You, oh. Yes. Oh, I felt that in my soul. I you know like, what I'm talking about? Feel you, feel you.
5: They
9: ain't gonna. They don't care how oh, it happened. Oh, look man. at her. They forgetting the message. They- (laughs)
5: I forgot the message. Whether you want to or not, you're representing so many other women. You, You didn't ask for that. Maybe that's not what you want some days, but when you're representing a whole movement and a whole group of people, and then you feel terrible, and you feel like you look terrible. Yeah. That's that's an awful situation.
4: It is. I I'm, I appreciate us being able to have this part of the conversation yeah. because I feel like I had a therapy a session. This, yes. therapy <laughs> she
7: this thing, hand makeup, she it takes keeps it. You up. Up at night. She takes it very seriously. I yes. definitely and, serious. and as
4: I should. No, I'm not saying yeah. you, you No, know, as I
7: should. She's serious, and she and she notices it. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. in different other things, she sees other black women. She's like, no, they're not doing this right. People need to. Be focused on this. So, But know, I didn't see that in this
4: film. Yeah, it, it's a problem. Yes. It's a problem. When I, like I said, when I got this call to add to my list of demands that I was making in this meeting mm-hmm. that I needed to talk about hair and makeup, I thought that was not a thing at her level. Mm-hmm. So this is a systemic problem. Problem and you know, like you said, it's just one of the many reasons why we need more of us being in the director seat, having the budget, mm-hmm. having the ability to bring things to life. And I, you said you are a uh, writer and director, but then I just heard you say that you were managing where people were sleeping. So you are, you're the writer, the director, the manager, everything. Pro, the, everything. Is right. <laughs> you know. oh, but that's what we have to do. Yeah. We do that's we got to do
9: that's right that's right until we don't right and that's Mm -hmm. like every time i do a project i build more team Mm -hmm. right like so now i have more people that are good that are talented that i can trust Mm -hmm. right because one thing i couldn't do is leave anything to chance that we were putting on this screen right right so i had to have my hand in every aspect of it almost maniacally Mm -hmm. because there there are people our people and other people who are looking to say See, mm. it's not that good, mm-hmm. right? See, mm-hmm. look at this, right? And so I've been getting compliments. Some of them are offensive. Like, it's so well made. Like, uh, the production looks clean.
4: Yeah, like, like you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, <laughs> right? like, you know? Yeah, like,
9: <laughs> yes. I've, I've been at this for
2: almost
4: 20 years. Yeah,
9: I've made mistakes. I've made bad stuff that people will never see. I've made okay stuff that have come out and people liked it. And I look at it like, uh, yeah, right. It. And so now I'm getting to a point where I'm finding it. Like I know how to do this. And so. Yeah, it's just going to be more and, and it, I'm just going to empower more of us and, and keep bringing us along. Um, from again, my daughter's producing the next movie. She's not in it. She wants to be behind the scenes. She wants to, you know, and so she's a producer and she's killing me because she's like, she saw things that were challenges that she has now found solutions for. So she's telling me this is, we're not gonna do this like this next time. Um, So I'm like, all right, yeah. I'ma see how this works." Oh, absolutely,
4: yeah.
7: Amazing, Aurora. I look forward to the future, you know, to the movies I'm gonna be in Yep, <laughs> movies I'm not gonna be in, but no, for real. I, I really appreciate this yeah, film. I appreciate the energy that you guys have, the camaraderie. Just watching the film, you can tell that there's love, real real synergy and love there. So go out and watch your world. Aurora, Aurora. That's Aurora. right. And talk about it. Talk yes. about Aurora. Tell us, tell, tell us us who, who you hate. Tell us who you like. I love the dimensions of love in it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it is. Because a lot of people won't understand certain dimensions of love. You look at him and be like, what? you look at her and be like, what? Yeah, because you got a crazy sister. Yeah.
9: (laughs) So so you know about the sister thing. Protective love. Yeah. Parent love. It's
7: the love that you see in So Make sure you go out and support Aurora, Noel.
4: Yes, Noel Calloway Thank and Joaquin you. Mahalis. Listen, Aurora is the thing to go and see. Uh, to everybody who's watching, you go see it just because we said so. That's what you do. Take that. That's, that's it. That's Take it. That. And, and to our brother, Aaron yes. Gadsden, hey. who's a producer on this project. I'm Thanks wrong. for I'm including wrong.
5: us.
9: Don't do that. Don't do that.
4: We Don't love,
5: it. We like love that. A. We love A. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, Thank you for this safe
4: space. Thank you for the conversation. This has been amazing. Awesome. Thank y'all so much for joining Street Politicians.
6: State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. Participants have been awarded over eleven million dollars in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
7: You know a spot, but not just a spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound feet of torque.
0: Got my Prevna 20 shot? It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine
1: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
2: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
1: This is it, your
8: moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
7: Amazing guests, man! New friends of the family. New friends
4: New of the family. <laughs> yeah,
7: you crazy? I didn't bring it up during the interview because I didn't wanna. But Noel used to live in my building in the Bronx. Oh really? You know what, what you mean you didn't wanna? I mean I was, but wrong with that. I mean you know, but I didn't wanna put him on the side. I didn't want it to be too much.
4: Cause we, we I guess. Now, if you would have said that. Um uh, uh I'm gonna call her Giselle now that Joaquima lived in your building. I can understand you being like, I don't wanna nah, No, it saying? wasn't even that. But... It's just
7: that we got caught up in the interview and we was asking such uh, okay. questions about the movie that I ain't bring up that. But yeah, he used to live in my building. So, dope dude, you know, and Joaquima's energy. Like it was she's just amazing. Dope, amazing. She's man. gonna
4: be like, you know, she's got um the potential of you know, the Angela Bassett's of the world. Like, she's going to, she has yeah, to, just has to keep answers. going. Keep and going. she's going to be well, incredible. Keep yeah. going. I like her. I
7: love I like. both of them. I love the movie. Aurora, go see it. So that brings me to my I don't get it. Weird, what don't you get it? And it goes back to what we already spoke about. We spoke about Tyree Nichols and... There was somebody else who spoke about Tyree Nichols this week. And I think it was probably the dumbest comment that I probably heard about anything. Mm. And it was Jason Whitlock. And his comment that the reason this happened to Tyree Nichols and the reason why these officers did this to him was based on single parent homes. Black women raising their sons being single.
4: Well, I think he he also said something about which I'm assuming I never looked into it, but I'm assuming what he's also saying is that the woman, the chief of police, Chief Davis. Oh, that.
7: Too. Oh, no, no, no. That's yes. He's saying is, that she
4: is a single, is a single, single woman. mother, uh-huh. and she
7: is pretty much the mother of the police department. Yeah. So she can't raise. Like he said, so many multi-dimensional trash shit that it was. It was one of the most. Thoughtless. He thought about it. No, you you couldn't have thought about it. You couldn't think that it made sense yes, did. during the time that a mother had lost her child, right? To have a make a statement like that. He right? thought about a it. A black happened. woman lost her child at the hands of the police, and you thought blaming a black black woman for what happened to this black man made sense. It did to him. But you couldn't. There's no. There's no way. That you, I just don't, I don't get how you thought that made sense. I, 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 I can't, I can't see the logic that a man said that, yeah, man, you know, if it wasn't for single mother families, you know, this black man is still be alive. You know, if it wasn't the woman who was running the police department, if she wasn't a single woman, then it would be, he'd still be alive. I don't understand. And the woman who lost her child was a black woman. And you thought that made sense to say.
4: Well, what I'm, I guess I just. I feel like he accomplished exactly what he wanted which was he got he wanted? captured the attention the social media following the outrage and uh, conversations that you know he's a hashtag as far as he's concerned because people out here like I can't believe that he said it and that makes them talk about him. People like that trolls they don't care how they get attention they just want attention and he did think about it he sat and and crafted a very intentional. He, craft, he sat and crafted a very intentional statement that is to further the mission of the Fox News brand and what it is that they represent. That's where he said it. So he's on a pla- He's on a network that provides a platform to racist, to people who want to be white supremacists, to white supremacist theory, to people who wish that they can... Um, you know, uh, create as far as I'm concerned, Um, just, you know, to to create a very prominent oppressed society. Like these are people who their everyday thought process is how to dehumanize the entire black race as much as possible, even using some of our own so that they can create their new world order. I mean, this is very intentional. So when you say you don't believe it makes sense. No, it
7: doesn't make sense. And, and, And I understand what you're saying. It's just like shit happens that we see, but it doesn't make sense. We we know that it happens, okay, well. but it still doesn't go along with regular logic. So what he's mm-hmm. done is further white supremacy, just like these officers And that's exactly so right. he's, he's contributed to the same exact, you know, the same exact narrative, the same exact objective that the people in the system that created these offices is. And he doesn't even realize that he, and rather, and he probably does realize that. Well, sometimes, you know what it is? I really don't think they realize. It. I think a lot of people, especially Black people who feed into white supremacy, have been sipping the tea for so long Mm -hmm. that they don't even realize. They think that they saying shit, yo, Black people need this, man. You don't need no single parent. That's what it is. And those things, and the Black woman is the problem, and all of these issues that feeds white supremacy to continue its narrative. And they've brought into it because they've been accepted into these spaces, a lot of them. There's a lot of these Black-faced individuals that I see that walk into these white Mm -hmm. spaces and they utilize this verbiage in this dialogue and these narratives, and they be they're celebrated. The white people say, "That's what we're trying to tell you." But they are still That's not accepting. But they think they are because yeah, they, they sit there and hug them, and then and just like the, the the black men, they realize how quick they lost their jobs, how quick they got charged, and then now you know we just seen that the other officer, but it didn't happen as quick. What are you as about? The white
4: guy. Oh the, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying
7: right. that we already talked But this is what I'm saying. So the reality is when. Brothers like that, the man with the black face, and they talk like that and they feed this false narrative. You know, it's, it's people who've committed crimes who come from two family homes, who come from, they had a father, they had, they lived with the grandmother, the father, the mother, and they still committed crimes. They committed this even is a, more heinous crimes. Truth. So to continue to, to create this narrative, you know, a lot of these people are successful. If you look at you know, a lot of these people committed. They went to college. Right. They, they did all the things that you said. Oh that yeah. They're supposed to do. So I mean, yeah, we you know. know. At some point, they made decisions that they wanted to be on the the side of the oppressor. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they 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 figured they wanted this power that comes with it. They got they brought into a system. You know, and that's what we say about the police system. The system is systemically racism. The system racist. Makes you yes, it is. Racist. Mm-hmm. The system is systemically racist. It, it makes you believe that you can harm black people and get away with it. You know, they, they tell you how to do it. And that is justified. It's justified. Yeah. If you listen to them say, oh, you're resisting arrest, you're going from out. They know there's a playbook. Right. You know, there's a playbook. And if we'd had... And I say this all the time, we had not seen this video, they would have got away with the playbook.
4: As they do every day. But that, as they we do We just all might, the need time, to keep repeating All that. we
7: got to do is say... I felt threat for my life, he went for my weapon. And if we if they don't if we didn't have this videotape that showed clearly every hit, every kick, every stomp, every the, the man being incapacitated and beat if we had not seen that. The tasing of the, the white officer. Of, yeah. If we I had think. not seen all these things. We would still be sitting there saying justice for this person. Yeah, like and we, or, to we might not. or we might not. Or we or might we not, not we just, be saying justice. He would be like, "Yo, why we why we don't know what he did? We, need to, a, we need to see what happened before. We need to see what happened before. This yeah. is and it'd be yeah. black people. Yeah. We, we, y'all see that's what y'all doing, man. See what happened before. People just need to comply. You know, you can't just not do what the police tell you. You need to get on your knees. You need to do all this shit, man. So, you know, I I, I just want to say to Jason Whitlock. I can't say that. I just can't say that.
4: I'm just not even sure why people are even talking about it. Like, to me, I feel like it's a waste of my... I. I and I, you know what? I just don't have room. There are people out here that they make space to... Uh, ensure that like there's a counter narrative, and I, I respect that. So they need to do that, and we we support it. And but, that, that but I just don't have it. No, I, no I'm saying people who counter who are countering what he said. You got D.L. Hughley out there. You got Amanda Seals out there. Of course, you have Tesla Figaro. You got people that are pushing back against what he said. And so I'm saying they make the space, even though they have crazy busy lives and all of that, but they make the space from a media perspective to ensure that there is a counter-narrative. And I support them doing that and where I can lend my thoughts and ideas so that they can help to develop, you know, their full um, statement and and their full uh, opinion or, you know, yeah, their full opinion about these issues. I want to do that. However, I don't have the space in my life to let Jason Whitlock like come into my dreams, I can't deal with it. I don't because you know me. I take the shit to my dream. It'll it'll be all night. I'll be up writing I just stuff, hate the texting everybody. You know how I start when I get into it. I want to talk to everybody that I'm close to to be like, "Did you hear this? Why he say I can't do it?" So I just tell Jason Whitlock, peace. That's it. It's other peace. words. It's other words. I, but it's we're not the words say it. that I,
7: you know, I've outgrown. <laughs>
4: No, you haven't. I'm trying. No, you aren't.
7: You know, <laughs> no, go you for, aren't. Go, buy, go to no the Frank haven't. stand. <laughs> go to the Frank stand. They're selling Franks, Jason Whitlock. <laughs> go buy you a couple of Franks. So as Jason Whitlock heads to the Frank stand, we're going to end this week's episode. Shout out to Noel Calloway. Shout out to Joaquin Mahalis. The the the
4: the, the, the writer and producer slash management slash uh, travel, agent slash, slash everything. everything for this great film. And, and of star. course, the star. And yes, she is a star.
7: She is definitely a star. That brings us to the end of another episode. Yeah. Back in the studio today. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm That's right. For the Aurora. For the Aurora cast, cast we had to yeah. sit down personal right. and do that interview. So, number one podcast in the world, three <laughs> politicians. You know how we do it. It's number one in our heart. You know how we do it. I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory's not going to always be wrong, but we will both always, and I mean always, be authentic.
4: Salute. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio.
7: And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.TV. That's how we own it! Got my PrevNar 20 shot?
0: It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine
2: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.